All good this morning? All right. So as, as you guys can see, I think um, with, with everything around us that uh, 2022 is, is drawing to a close, right? It's been, a, it's been an interesting year. Um, I, I always say to people that it seems as this year is, has been around 14, 15 months long. Strange, uh, strange times. I thought the year is only for, um, for 12 months. But um, for the, the people that have that has been with us this last year, who of you guys remember the, the three key words that the Lord had for our church this year? Mache antwoorde, mache antwoorde. Who else? <laughs> the three key words this last year that we had to focus on. Who can remember? Faith. Trust. And focus. But, but the opposite way around. It's focus, trust, faith. But yeah, awesome. Well done, Ina. I can for your chocolate here. Focus, trust, faith. And, um, and also, and I'm going to ask this, and I ask it for a reason, is, is and you can answer me. Um, you can answer honestly as well. You are in the house of the Lord, so please don't lie. We don't want lightning. Um, <laughs> Who of you guys this last year experienced spiritual growth? Who experienced that they actually draw closer to God? And we ask this for a reason, because today um, I actually want to, to, to speak about the decisions that we have to make and to take ourselves to, to make sure that we grow spiritually. But just a quick recap on those three words as um, the focus, trust, and the faith. We said that this last year that we as a church and as individuals, because we, we make up the church, need to, 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 to focus on God. Because why? If we focus on Him, He gives us a direction. He tells us where to go. Um, and there's this, this the saying that says, is what you, if you focus on, you become. What you focus on, and you become. So it's important to, to focus on God. It's like, um, and I think I use this also as an example, Essie. It's like uh, when you fly, you have to, to, to focus on what the instruments are saying. If, if you just fly and it's just la, 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 and you don't see what's happening around you, something can go wrong, especially if you're in an airplane halfway between wherever and there's no more fuel and you didn't watch what's happening. So it's important to, to focus. Um, and the next one was trust. What is the advantages for us as believers to trust God? When you trust the creator of everything, when you trust him who made you, who made everything, you receive peace. When you trust in the Lord, when you trust in your Creator, you have peace. So to the, the, the level that you trust God, to that same level you have peace. If you don't trust Him, you may have temporary peace, but it will never last. Amen? And the last one was faith. So for us to, to focus on God and to trust God, we need faith. We can't, within ourselves, we can't, within ourselves, just focus on God and trust Him if we don't have faith in who He is, in what He does, in, in everything that he, 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 he does. So we need faith in God. It, it's the faith that sort of gives us hope for our future and it's faith in Him that sustains us. Make sense? It's a quiet bunch this morning. Uh, where's my water gun? So, um, so, so for today, I'm, I'm going to speak about the, 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 the decisions that we have to make to end our year strongly, to, to end it on a high note so that why that we don't start 2023 
the same way we started 2022. Because how often does that happen that every year we, we say we struggle with the same old things, the same old this, the same old that, but what decisions did we take within ourselves not to have things stay the same? Start 2023 on another high than you started 2022. Amen? But before I start, let's pray again. We thank you, Lord, again for this amazing morning, Lord God. We thank you for the honor again and the, the privilege to share your word today, to share your heart today with our church. We thank you, Lord, for everyone here this morning. We thank you for hungry hearts. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that you are always here with us because that is what you promise in your word, that when there's two or more people gathering around your name, that you are in the midst of them. And may we become more aware, Lord, of your presence here this morning. No matter the heat, no matter what's happening around us, let our, our focus be on you and your word this morning. I pray, Lord, that what we share today, what we learn today, will ultimately point us back to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, speaking about the heat and the airplanes of flying, um, something I've, I've, I've learned when I was preparing this message is that every day, no matter where we are, there's a lot of stimulus happening around us constantly. There's a lot of things happening, and it can be, it can be things in the, that, uh, in the flesh, like things that you feel, touch. This can be things that you taste. It can be things that you hear, that you smell. It can be things like um, that happen, and you, you feel fear or angst, um, anxiety. You know, there's, there's heaps of things that happen, um, and we are st st stimulated all the time, even if we don't know it, it's happening. It's constantly just what we touch, smell, hear, see, constantly around us. And the thing is, is how we, how we respond to, to what we to that st stimulus will, in essence, eventually affect how we hear from God. How we respond to all these things, these um, st st stimulus will, in essence, eventually affect how clearly we hear from God. Amen. Thank you, Marissa. So, so, so the way that we respond to things, it, it reveals a lot about who we are. It reveals a lot about our character. For instance, um, say you buy a new bucky. That's always a, a sensitive thing for us Namibians, a new bucky. Say you, you take that new car, you drive it out of the dealership, and boom, someone drives into you and writes it off. What is your, your, your first response? I go for you. I go for you. We have a response where we just want to take this guy out or whoever because, I mean, it's my new car or or we will, will respond a little bit in the other way and step out of the car and say, hey, are you okay? Um, are you all right? Um, let's uh, change numbers, exchange numbers, and mark seeker, alles is recht mit versekering, and then you go your merry way. So there's these two responses. And the, um, the thing is also that, that, also that, that always between that, that Stimulus that when someone whacks into your car, boom, and your response in between there, between what's happening and what you do, 
there's an there's a instant second, millisecond time where you have a choice that you can make. What is that choice that you can make? The choice that you can make is either going to be a, a, a worldly response, a response from your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, where you just want to, 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 to end that person's situation right there <laughs> in, whatever, in, in whatever way, or the other response that you can have is a, is a response from God, is a response where you can see the fruit of the Spirit within you, not the, f- the fruits of your soul, but the fruits of the sp- Spirit. And who, uh, who knows the, f- the fruit of the Spirit? There's a few of them. Who can name them? Um, Say again, the the patience, and you said? Gentleness, peace, love, joy. That's it. Well done. Well done. So you can either be ruled by your spirit, so you respond with the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, um, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and something that I have to learn constantly is self-control, because we like to snap, and then it's all a mess. Or you can respond from your soul, and the, the, the difference between the two is when you respond from your soul, it's about what makes it work for you, what is best for you in your situation and yourself, where when you respond from the spirit and the fruit of the spirit, it's always, uh, it's always outwardly f- f- focused. It's not on the, the, the person himself, it's about the others. How are you? How, do you, um, how are you doing? How can I help you, assist you in this situation? That's the two re- responses that we can have. Um, and in essence, that I wrote you is that everyone is personally responsible for how they react and what they choose in every situation. Everyone is personally responsible for how they react and the choices that they make in every situation. And I'm going to speak a little bit more about that today as well. So, what does culture say? How does does culture want us to think on, on things that we choose, on responsibilities uh, that we take. The big thing is what we see a lot, and I think you guys can, can say the same thing, is there's a lack of taking personal responsibility for your choices. There's a lack of taking personal responsibility for choices. And this begins in the beginning. Let's turn to, if, if you have here your Bibles, let's turn to a, 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 a Genesis 3, and I'm going to read verse 12 to 13. A Genesis 3, verse 12 to 13. Okay, and it says the following. So this is now in the Garden of Eden, and they ate the forbidden fruit. Okay, and it says, the man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. So the man replied, it was the woman you gave me uh, uh, who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. And then the Lord asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. So it all started way back with Adam. He was the, 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 the first one that didn't want to take personal responsibility for the choices they made. Then he, he took what he did and he blame shifted it and he, he said, no, it's Eve. Oh, but let's, let's take it one more step, it's you, God. You made me do it because you gave that woman to me. So he, he put it on Eve, Eve and he also uh, 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 blame 
shifted it um, to God. And then also the same thing to Eve. She also didn't want to take personal responsibility for, for what she decided. And she said, no, 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 God, it's not me. It's the serpent. He made me do it. He gave me the fruit. It's all his fault. Ah, not me. And it's, it's quite interesting when you um, read that scripture. It's actually quite hilarious. Is the serpent, the devil, he's the only one that did not um, shift the blame. He said, oh, no, no, I'll take it. It's on me. I, um, I did it. I said it. Now you give me the keys to the world and everything, the creation, and I'm off. And he went, he took the keys, and he ruled for 4,000 years. It's interesting, huh? He didn't do anything. The, the, so, so what happened next? Uh, what happened next? Let's turn to, to uh, Genesis 3, verse 16 to 17. Genesis 3, verse 16 to 17. Okay, and it says the following. Then he said to the woman, I shall sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. So we can see when it comes to blame shifting and not taking responsibility that God did not accept it then. There were consequences, and God still does not accept it today. There's still consequences. Make sense? So the, the question... I have, and that's, that's for you now to, um, to, to work out um, within yourself. If you look back this last year, in 2022, when you think with, within yourself, your personal growth that you had, did you grow or did you stay the same? If you, if you feel within yourself, no, it's... it's same, same, but it feels different, but it's same, same. What is it where, where, where you have not taken responsibility for your own personal growth, spiritual growth? Because what happens a lot is, is we tend to say, I am where I am because of the church does not have enough church programs. We don't have a this course and that course and this and this and this to help me grow. So you, you tend then to, to, to put the blame there. Whereas there's so many things we can do within ourselves and in Scripture and ask Holy Spirit because ultimately He's our teacher that, Lord, teach me your word, reveal to me your word, reveal to me your Scriptures about who you are. So there's so much things that we can do with us within ourselves as well to grow. So we're taking responsibility for our own personal growth. Make sense? Um, so, yeah, if you look back at 2022, we'll, um, the steps we've taken to, to focus more on God, to trust God more in areas of our life, um, we're where we give him more control about um, those things, things where we need to actually step out in faith. And society, you know, it, it you know, promotes the blame, sh the shifting, and there's a, there's a big word that they use you know, for it, for, um, for shifting the blame and putting it on, on someone else. It's called determinism. Determinism, it's a big word. Um, who knows what determinism means? Oh, you put it up the board already. Ouch. Who, okay, it's up there. There's, the, there's a definition. Just hang on with this stuff. Um, it says the following. It's a doctrine. It's, it's a, it means it's a, a man-made thinking around it. It's not always from God. It's a, a doctrine that all events, including all the actions of humans, are ultimately determined by causes regarded as external to the will. 
So it's not your will, it's outside of your will. Some um, philosophers have taken determinism to imply that individual human beings have no free will and cannot be held morally responsible for their actions. So what does this mean? They say, in essence, is that your free will, your, 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 um, your will to change and your will to make a choice is an illusion. It, it, it doesn't exist. There's all these external things that influences who you are. And they took those things and they break it up in, in, three, um, in three main ideas, and I'll speak about that now. Um, the, the first idea that, that, that they, they talk about, the first of the factor, they say that influences us, that determines who we are, is our DNA. So there's a slide for that. A DNA. So what's your DNA? It's your diru ribu nucleinsir. I'm not sure what it is in English. Who knows what it is in English? The DNA. Amen, Diana. So it's your DNA. What she said. So, in essence, what society tells us and what some the scientist wants to tell us is that we don't have free will and free choice because why? We are made in a certain way. It's in our DNA. You know, I got my, my blue eyes and curly hair from my mom and I've got my temperament, my temper, I got that from my dad, and that's it. It's in my, 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 my uh, DNA, so that's who I am, that's how I am made, and that's it. It's ingrained into every cell um, I have. And, and the next one is psychological. So, and they say that also the next thing that determines who we are, so it's determinism, is psychological. So how other people treat me affects how I think and what I do. It's not within myself. How other people treat me affects how I do. So who I am, it's actually an imprint of how other people treat me. And the thing is, the more you believe that, the more it becomes your truth and your reality. The more you begin to, to, to focus on it, and what you focus on, you become. So that's a, the psychological one. And then the last one is an environmental one. Environmental one, um, that they also say that that influences who we are and the things that we say and we do. So that's things like, I grew up in the poor. So I have a poor the mindset because that's all I know and that's, so that's who I am. Um, the, the people deceive me, the enemy deceive me, society hold me there. So be, because of that environmental the, the factors, it's determined that this is who you are and this is how you will react. So you don't really have a, a free will and a free choice. It's all an illusion. Make sense? Long ago, um, I think I, t I told this also before, um, I, I, I was in a really, really bad spot, spot as well in my soul. I, I believed lies, so I fell into depression. And with that, I got thirsty. Depression, you become thirsty. Well, some people do. I got thirsty. So I had myself a, a two-liter brandy and a one-liter Coke, not the other way around. Um, and I justified my actions because of things that happened to me, because of things that the, 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 the people said to me, and it really influenced me in a very, very negative way. But my, th my thinking was, you know what, you owe me. You said this and you said this, so it's because of what you said and because of this situation that I am here now. I haven't done anything wrong. It's not me, 
It's you. It's the situation. So that's an ex example of, of, of you shifting the blame and accept, ex accepting that things around you determine who you are and determine the choices that you make. And here's a quote, and I think that's on the board as well. That the problem with determinism is that it totally obliterates any transformation that Jesus Christ can do for you. So if you accept all those things about, okay, no, it's my environment, it's what people say about me, if you accept all those things, then in essence what we do is we say, there is no place for the transformation power of Jesus in my life. He has no place in my life. It is what it is. Everything is just an illusion. So it's a very a dangerous mindset, and I hope it will make sense soon. And I'm trying to be sensitive about these things because, yes, um, the, your, your DNA, the in, in, environment, and all the psychological things around you, it does have an effect on you. However, Jesus, although these things have an effect on you, Jesus can still come into your life if you allow him, and he can still transform you and change you to become more like him. Make sense? Amen. One thing that I saw with, within myself as well and, and, um, is, is when you accept these things that what society say and what the, 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 the world say, the things that work like this, when you begin to accept it and you live according to that, what's the first thing that you get is you get a victim mentality a victim mentality. I was the victim in my situation there because it, everyone was wrong and it all affected me. So it, it causes a victim mentality. And we're gonna read a scripture soon, but the life of, of Nocain is a classic ex example of someone with a victim mentality. Let's turn to Genesis 4. And we're going to read from this, from this 19 to 16. And it says there, um, Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? Um, I don't know. Cain responded, Am I my brother's guardian? Am I my brother's keeper? But the Lord said, What have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, my punishments is too great for me to bear. Like I'm, I'm the victim here. So first he killed his brother, and then he says, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, no, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. It's, it's, it's interesting when you, when, you, when you have that victim in reality like he has had, that it affects you in such a way that you leave the presence of God when you allow it in your life. Now, instead, instead of repenting and asking for God's grace and his no mercy, he complained about his situation. He did wrong, and when he got, um, when there was a consequences for what he did, 
he complained and said, no, it's too bad. Please, Lord, I want to go sit in the hills and not in jail. He didn't take responsibility for, and for what he did. And also, what's interesting that we can see here, and um, I had the same thing, is when you're in that situation, when you have that the, the mindset, it's sometimes very hard to think within yourself, hey, but it might be me that needs to change. How do we know if we have a victim mentality? Number one is we shift the blame. Number two is we have limited self-awareness. So that means that from, from your side, nothing that you do is wrong or you've, you've made no mistakes, you're not at fault. So there's very uh, limited self-awareness. It's always about the situation around you, the other individual, what they did, what they said, the in environment because of this, this, and this. It's always there, but not here. So it's a, a limited self-awareness. Then also, you are, f you are of, of feeling as if you are marked. Man, I had this a lot, and I still sometimes have, and then the Lord must <laughs> just remind me of it. But you feel that the whole world is against you. Everyone hates you. No one loves you. You know that same old, the me says, it's always that thing of there's always someone trying to get, um, to, 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 to get at me. And then number four is you blame your problems on someone else's decisions. So if someone else said this and they did this, now, now I feel the way I feel and I am the way I am because of what they said and what they did. So you don't take responsibility for your own situation and feelings. And again, but when it comes to our own personal growth, how much of our own growth and our responsibility to grow do we put on others? And how, and how much of our own spiritual growth do we take responsibility for ourselves that we don't put it on others? So 2022 has been a good year. It's been a long year. But if you ask around in church, it's been a very, very stretching year. It's been our first full year as well in church after the lockdown. It's been stretching in so, so many ways, especially when, you, when you've spiritually grown. It means things change in your life. So it was stretching you in so, so many ways. It's been a good year. But when it comes to your own spiritual growth, how much responsibility do we put on others for our own growth? And how much do we take it for our own responsibility? Something to think about over lunchtime. So, but, but I'm sp speaking about uh, today about uh, decisions we need to take to finish strong. And not just to, f to, f to finish strong 2022, 20, but also our life in general. How do we finish strong, and I want to give some, a few practical steps that will help us. Um, and number, number one is, um, there's this, this, this saying uh, um, that when you go fast, you actually go slow, but when you go slow, you go fast. Who knows that, the concept? Slow is fast, fast is slow. In essence, that time between that stimulus that you receive and you react, there's a moment of choice. Before your reaction, there's a moment of choice. Now, a practical thing is, is you, can, you can wait with that moment of choice. The, the longer you wait, the more time you give yourself to hear from God and ask what He will do in this uh, situation. So then you'll have more options on how to make a decision according to the spirit and leading from God, 
or how to make a decision in the flesh. Slow down. There's a moment of choice. So the longer you wait, the actually the, the wider the door opens and the more options you have, so you'll be able to make a more wise decision on how to react. Make sense? Number two is we must all realize that our hearts and our emotions can deceive us. So when we, when we know that, we can become more self-aware. So, so, so what does that mean? It means that our emotions can go up and down. The one day we feel this way, the one day we feel that way. Um, don't say, no, it's because of the environment I'm in. It's just normal human emotions. You feel up, you feel down. And because it's not a constant, and if you know it's not a, a constant, then you become more self-aware. So then you know, okay, whew, but I felt this, this, and this. So it, it might actually not be their fault. It might actually be me. There's something that I need to change in this situation. So you become more self-aware. More self-aware, so you, you, know, you know where you are at with your, your feelings, so you know that if the decision you're going to make, is it one that's from the soul or is it one that's from the spirit? Then a big one is the ability to make the right choices comes from when we submit our will. Ooh, that word submit. Submit our will to the will of the Father. Amen. We want to submit everything but that. So the ability to make the right choices only comes from submitting our will to the will of the Father. How does that happen? Um, it comes through, especially when you're a believer, it comes through the practicing of spiritual disciplines. It's prayer, it's the fasting, it's spending time in the Word, it's making time for God. Because why? When you practice all these things, we tend to hear, okay, then, then the Lord will speak more. It doesn't influence Him. He won't speak more. But what will happen is there will be less wax in your ears and you will hear Him more. He will speak when He speaks, but now you'll be able to hear Him more because you've practiced these things. Prayer of fasting. It removes the scales from our eyes so that when God acts, we can see. I also, um, I think so some of the men, they, they remembered this from the, the men's mornings. Um, the one guy said, he's not here, so I can, and I'm not gonna name names. He said, yo, uh, my wife is a bit of a rebel. <laughs> She doesn't want to submit according to scriptures. Say, very worry. Quakey. And I ask, you, you, you want your wife to submit to you if you as the husband and the spiritual leader in your house does not submit unto God. How can you um, how can you um, expect her to submit if you don't s submit? Submission, our will to the will of God. Then, I'm nearly done. Then the choices that we make today will determine the amount of spiritual authority we have tomorrow. So it's something that we constantly have to think about, and, and that's why it's good to do, go back to number one that says wait before you make a choice. Because the choice that you make today, the choice that you make now, influences your spiritual authority tomorrow. If you just do the quick fix things to fix it for now, to fix it for now, then you only have the now in, in mind, but not the, the future. And that leads to the, the last one is, is, um, is how do we decide to, to finish strong 2022 and with also with the rest of our lives? Um, it's divine vision. So 
What's divine vision? It's a, it's a scary thing. I did a little bit of internet uh, uh, um, research, and there's so many believers that do not know their calling in Christ. They do not know why they are here on earth. Okay, they know, okay, cool, I have to come to church, I have to tithe, and I have to do the good things, and to do those three things every day, just smile and wave and never say how I truly feel because the people will see through me, and then until we die, and then we go to heaven. No, 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 no. There's so much more that the Lord has for us here on earth. For each and every one of us here, he's got a calling. And next year, I'm excited to do that. We're going to do a course about our callings to, to see for each individual what God has specifically called me to do so that we have that divine vision. Every decision that you make day by day, not year by year, day by day, will um, nudge you in the right direction to step into that calling that God has for you. Not just to do the right thing because it's the right thing, but also in your calling because that's where you need to be at. That's what God called you to be. That's your, your sweet spot is there. Not there, 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 there. You can be an awesome, amazing doctor. One day the Lord will ask you, so, how did the, the work go as a um, plumber? But God, I was a doctor. I saved many lives. Yes, but that wasn't what I called you for. I called you to be a plumber. You see what I mean? Divine vision. So, take the decisions that lead you into your calling, not away from it. And when you're in your calling, you're in His will, and when you're under His will, you're also under His protection. Makes sense. Amen. Is this helping today? Yes. Hope it does. So, just to conclude, is is um, I actually want to. encourage you today. It's not a, it's, it's a, it's a, a bit of a, a word to think about, but I want to encourage us all today is to not quit. Not quit in, in working on our own spiritual growth. Not, not to quit on the decisions that we have to make, because if we don't quit, we will reap. If you stop to sow, you'll stop to reap, but when you keep on sowing, 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 then eventually you will reap that harvest. There's a, a passive perseverance that, that the Lord wants to put in all of us, and if we persevere in, 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 in making the right decisions and to, to, to focus on that constantly, it will grow in us, and it will eventually pay off. The difference between the people that, that reap and people that regret is persistence. The difference between the people that reap within their faith but regret, ah, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I must do that. The difference is your persistence in doing the right thing. If there's any, any things that we did in this last year, and I can think of a few myself, if there's any um, decisions that you took that you know it was the wrong decision, you actually have a choice you have a choice between this stimulus, you know, you feel it's the wrong decision, and before the action, you have a choice to make, like, what can I do now? What next decisions can I take to rectify those wrongs? And if there's any decisions that you still need to do, 
It's not there yet. You can still ask, okay, Lord, I'm going to step back. I'm going to wait. What's those steps? I'm going to wait, and I know uh, I feel a bit emotional, so I'm going to wait till I'm at the right spot, not emotional. Um, I'm going to wait till this is all right, and I'm going to submit my will to God. So, Lord, I have to make this big decision, but I don't feel so lacquer. Help me. What does your word say about that situation? What would you do, Jesus? And when you are there, when you are at that spot, you make the decision, and then you know it's according to his will. And then, and that's my heart, is then that you end 2022 on a high so that you can start 2023 from another level and not same old, same old. Amen. Amen. And um, yes, like I wrote here as well, it, it's, it's something that might not be comfortable at first, but when we set our focus on Jesus, it's all worth it. Let's pray. Let's have our eyes closed and pray. We thank you, Lord, for this morning again, Lord God. We thank you for this amazing day. We, th we thank you, Lord, that you are a steadfast God. We thank you, Lord, that we can always come to you with all our heart's desires, Lord God. We can come to you with, with all our mistakes, with all our, the things that we did wrong, with the wrong choices and that we made, but we come... And we honor you, Lord, God, for giving us that opportunity, for giving us the mercy and the grace to come to your throne and to plead before you, Lord God, and then eventually to make the right decisions according to your will. Thank you, Lord, that you hear us, that you hear our outcries for you, Lord Jesus, that we want to come closer to you, that we want to make the right decisions, Lord. You know that these desires of our hearts. And I pray, Lord, that you will honor that in responding to us. We thank you, Lord. And as this, the psalmist also says, Lord God, I prayed, Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully rock of our salvation. Let us come into your presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to you with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. So we thank you, Lord, that we can come before you. Your scripture says it, Lord God. And when your Holy Spirit fills us, we as believers can stand boldly before you, before your throne, and we can bring praises to Lord, because you are a, f a father, you are our father that loves us. You never, ever leave us alone, Lord God. You are always with us. And I pray, Lord, that we see it, that we sense it, that we feel it. Our physical and spiritual senses to be so aware that we are constantly aware of you, Lord God, and that we make decisions according to that. Yes, Lord, I pray for a release of wisdom over everyone here, over our church, a release of knowledge of you, Lord, so that every time we make a decision about ourselves, about our personal faith that we need to grow, that we always consider you, Lord God, that we always consider the kingdom impact that it will have, no matter the cost to, to ourselves. Yes, Lord, we want to enter 2023 on a high note, Lord God. We want to enter on a strong note, Lord God. We've seen this last year, Lord, through many ups and downs, through many bad days, but with so much more good days where you just came through for all of us, for our church, Lord. Because of that, Lord, we want to start 2023 on a high because we are expecting to see what you are about to 
there's, there's, there's something within your heart that you need to rectify, you need to make a right decision how to do it, but also give thanks to the Lord in every situation that He is still in, protecting you no matter what.